Greetings and welcome to another edition of AUHSD Future Talks. I'm your host, Superintendent Michael Matsuda. And as our 7,000 plus uh, podcast listeners know, this show is all about the future of work for our 29,000 kids and their families. And uh, what is the role of education during these very uncertain and volatile times? We've been really, really fortunate to have amazing, amazing guests from the whole spectrum of education, including many of our business and nonprofit partners, as well as our higher ed uh, leaders, including uh, college presidents. So today we have one of our very own uh, graduates of AUHSD, uh, Savannah High Rebel, and uh, an amazing, amazing young man who has developed already an amazing uh, resume of success in the workforce. So uh, our guest is Min Wen. Min, say hi to our, our audience. Hello, everyone. Yeah, so Min, again, uh, he went to uh, on to uh, UCLA, where he received his uh, bachelor's in biology, and he received an MHA, a master's in health administration at USC. So, uh, you know, USC and UCLA, you've got both ends, and you know how uh, you always root for the winners, right? So one of them is always going to win. Uh, and uh, currently, you are a pro- program manager in strategy and business development at UCI Medical Center. We'll get more into that, Min, but I really wanted to start off with who you are and your kind of your how did you end up uh, in such a wonderful position and uh what I really, really enjoy about our short time meeting is that you are totally into paying it forward with our young people now. So let's uh, let's hear a little bit about your story, Min. Well, thank you, Mr. Matsuda. Uh, well, my name is Min Win. I'm born and raised in Orange County. Um, I was born in Fountain Valley, and my parents and my favorite brothers and I, we grew up in Anaheim, California, so not too far away uh, from the district office. And growing up, I participated in a lot of youth sports with my little brothers. And I always thought, I'm, I'm going to be a professional athlete. That's what I want to do in the future. And uh, at some point, I realized that probably wasn't going to happen. And so I thought, well, how else can I stay involved with uh, the world of athletics? And I figured, well, I'm going to pursue medicine to, to help athletes recover from severe injuries. Fast forward to my junior year at UCLA, I, I was starting to doubt that. I wasn't really sure if that's what I wanted to do. And when I was volunteering at the hospital, uh, that's when I really found out about the field of health administration. And I realized that's the field for me. That's exactly where I want to be. That's where I want to go. I've always had an entrepreneur spirit inside of me. Just never really knew where or how to express those uh, those motivations. And I realized right then and there that healthcare was going to be the area uh, where I expressed those uh, those motivations. And so went on to USC to pursue my master's in health administration. And after two years of, of graduate school, I realized that my talents and my interests really are in the strategy and business development area. And fast forward to 2018, I graduate from graduate school, and I get to come home to UCI Medical Center and serve my community, serve my hometown. And I've been with UCI for about four years since. Well, what a, what a journey, but you uh, were one to sort of take advantage of your internships and mentoring too. You've had mentors along the way. Um, this, this title intrigues me. It's called uh, Strategy and Business Development at the Medical Center. What, what, what is that, Min? 
So I guess the, the way I, I always explain it is if you look at UCI Medical Center, the hospital, as a, a business entity, I get to work with our administrative and physician leaders to identify more opportunities for the hospital enterprise to treat patients. So that might mean exploring different clinics throughout Orange County, where we currently don't have uh, a clinic for UCI. Um, currently, we are in the process of building an entirely new hospital right outside the UC Irvine campus. And so a lot of my responsibilities as of late have been uh, to work with our administrative and physician leaders to plan for years ahead uh, on what the clinic sessions and what our physician workforce will look like for that hospital uh, when it opens in a couple years now. You know, man, last time we talked, you, you had mentioned that you're in the pro- they're in the process of building a gigantic hospital facility. And as I told you, I go bike riding in the back bay. And so I specifically looked behind that big sign. And sure enough, there's a crane. There's all kinds of stuff. And I go, oh, my gosh, it's uh, it's it's happening, right? So it's uh, right off of Jamboree and campus, right, that, that corner there. And it's going to be massive. It's going to be a massive hospital. But you had mentioned, too, that it's important to uh, acknowledge, like in terms of business and marketing, the, the, the clientele, right? It's going to be a different than the UCI Medical Center, which is currently in Orange, right on kind of the mm-hmm. east side of our campus, actually, by the city center. And, uh, the you know, it's interesting because I think that our district is trying to uh, prepare young people for the world of work, including uh, sort of a grounding in sort of who they are uh, as uh, whatever their ethnicity or, or gender or, you know, whatever that is in terms of the identity, but also language. You know, one thing we, we uh, partner, we're a pretty big partner with Kaiser, right? And uh, Kaiser does, uh, they're really appreciative of our kids having that seal of biliteracy. We actually lead Orange County with kids coming out with seal of biliteracy. Can you comment uh from a business perspective, how important this sort of multicultural grounding with languages is? Definitely, definitely. And healthcare is an interesting field where you can't point to any single factor that doesn't have an influence on health, whether that's culture, a language that you speak, where you grew up, um, your financial history when it comes to healthcare or just in general life, your uh, family history when it comes to healthcare. So every single element of any, any person's living background culture all contributes to his or her health. And when it comes to the, the language side of it, um, it's unfortunate in, in to today's world, sometimes there are language barriers when it comes to healthcare. And it's also even more unfortunate that that might be a barrier to effective and quality of care. And one thing that I really am appreciative about UCI, UCI Health, and UCI School of Medicine is uh, our enterprise is known for having a diverse faculty and physician workforce. I was at a conference not too long ago, uh, pre-COVID in September 2019, and uh, the, the focus was on diversity, equity, inclusion within the, uh, the healthcare field. And UCI uh, and their School of Medicine was actually highlighted for their work with uh, developing the next physician leaders who are uh, diverse in their backgrounds. They speak different languages and they have different perspectives on healthcare uh, that you need to really uh, develop a, a more healthier society moving forward. 
And so the, the more that we can t- continue to build a diverse workforce, whether that's clinical or not clinical, those all will have significant impacts on healthcare for, for years and years to come. Well, we have uh, many sort of touch points with UCI, including the uh, Associate Vice Chancellor, T- uh, Stephanie Reyes-Tuccio, who's involved with a lot of community partners. And UCI um, has done a lot of great work, both at the undergraduate and graduate level, of diversifying and reaching out and affirming, right, the importance of language and culture and identity. Uh, because to your point, um, young people who are, uh, you know, finding their way, um, if they have that sort of multicultural and language ca- uh, capacity uh, from whether they end up in for-profit or non-profit situations, that's going to be very helpful in, in landing a job. And I think that you had mentioned, too, the demographics at the, the hospital at UCI is going to be different than the demographics of Orange and East Anaheim in terms of more Asian and um, uh, population. And so uh, there's still, you know, Orange County is a pre- uh, almost predominantly Latino now, so I think that's still going to be important. But uh, having that language, Korean, Chinese, Vietnamese, is going to be an added bonus, I think, in terms of right, landing a job at UCI. Exactly. I, I think, uh, obviously, with the way the demographics change in Orange County, obviously, there are some consistencies year to year, but you can look into these small micro changes and, and really develop plans to move forward with those when it comes to developing talent, when it comes to positioning uh, organizations in a place to succeed. And I really do believe that UCI is in a position to do that. And we've been actually doing that for, for many years now. So you've also recently... Uh, um started a uh, group or led a group, um, um, I think that started with the CEO, Leadership Associates of Orange County, CLAOC. And uh, that's comprised of some of the top CEOs and uh, executives at many of the top corporations in Orange County. And um, I think this is called the Orange Fellowship. Can you share a little bit about your work there and how you are paying it for it, especially with our own kids through the AIM program? Definitely. This is definitely one of the, the programs, the, the projects that I'm really always uh, really happy to speak about, something that I, I find a lot of pride in. And um, as you mentioned, Mr. Matsuda, I had the opportunity to meet with Mark Percy, uh, the current president and CEO of CLAOC, uh, back in December of 2019. Um, And uh, we had a good conversation. I was just really interested with his story, uh, with his career development, and we decided to to stay in touch. And uh, there was also during that time, and this is something that you and I talked about, where I was literally figuring out what is my purpose? What am I, um, what what gets me up every day? And at that time, I was still having some difficulty answering that question. And, and one day, Mark had sent me an email asking if I would like to uh, support the development process for a leadership-focused fellowship here in Orange County. And I said, yes, let's do it. Not sure what the details are, but I'm committed to this. And if this is something I've been looking for, I just didn't realize it. Uh, fast forward to today. We have over 40 Orange Fellows. We're all uh, young professionals based in an Orange County company. And the goal is to, one, improve ourselves, whether that's 
uh, finding comfort in speaking in front of an audience, um, finding comfort in speaking to our peers, um, or networking skills, getting access to CEOs throughout Orange County. And the other part of it is improving our community. And as you had mentioned, we are currently launching a mentorship program with the AVID program at Savannah High School. And we've had many opportunities to uh, host workshops for those students when it comes to resumes, preparing for interviews. Uh, we actually have uh, a mentorship workshop today uh, and I'll be on campus at Savannah High School coming back to my to my high school not too long now. And uh, we're hoping to build this in partnership with the students. And I think that's the key. We really want the students to have a voice in what this program will look like for years to come. We want their input, we want their feedback. And it, I do think it's really important that we incorporate as much of their opinions as possible. Because again, this is the future. This is the talent that we're gonna be seeing for years to come. And uh, we want them to be able to voice their opinions on how we want to help them. And really, I don't know if they really know this, but they're helping us too. And so it's been a, a great opportunity to develop a program in Orange County. Again, kind of experiencing what that entrepreneur uh, life is kind of like, but now I get to pay it forward and use this opportunity as a platform to help my community and uh, my alma mater. That, that's just just really amazing in terms of your journey and with these other 40 young um, uh, corporate uh, leaders that you've identified. So when you say that they help you as well, what does that mean? The students like are helping you. Perspective, perspective. I, I think uh, they offer insights and opinions that I never had thought of. And obviously it's been a long time since I've been a high school student and obviously things have changed between now and then. And so it's really easy uh, for working professionals, whether you're a year in, you're 10 years in, you're 50 years in, or whichever stage you are in life, to kind of go about your day uh, and go about your day-to-day -day routine without really acknowledging that there are changes in, in the way that students are learning uh, with more technology focus, with more uh, experience-based learning, whether that's internships or capstone projects. And so I, it's always fascinating to hear their current experiences, what opportunities that they're pursuing today. And obviously the core principles will be the same. Obviously you have to be able to articulate a point if you have strengths in data analysis. Those are things that will always be uh, in demand within the, the workforce and within schools and so forth. But how that these students are getting those skills today is a lot different than when I was in school. They're actually a lot more advanced than I was. I remember reviewing some of their resumes and I was just so inspired and amazed by how much that how much these students have experienced in the short time that they have. And I can't say that I experienced the same amount uh, as a high school student. And so things are just a lot more advanced nowadays when it comes to how they acquire information and how they acquire skills. And that just really opens up a different perspective for me and how um, I can contribute back to the community. It's very, it's very fast moving world, as you said. Now you, you graduated in when, 2014 or 2012? 2012. 2012. 2012, so. My 10 you years, yeah. Capstone. Did they have the capstone then under Mr. Switzer? Did, did uh, no, they, they didn't, they did not, no. 
So um, actually, Savannah now is uh, leading California with a high school capstone, which is really a uh, reflection put together by students over four years, beginning in the ninth grade all the way to 12th grade of sort of what is the purpose of education? What did they actually learn, right? And what are the artifacts that would show the learning? And then there's an exit interview as well. So that might be something that some of the uh, fellows participating, because I know that more and more school districts are looking toward a capstone-like event that uh, then, you know, a student graduating would have sort of a plan, right? Am I going to go community college? Am I going to go to workforce? Am I going to go to UCLA or UCLA? So um, I think that's a huge uh uh, sort of advancement in terms of uh, education. The other thing you had mentioned is that our kids are much more sophisticated. Uh, I think I, I mentioned to you that we are partnering with Google to get uh, certificates like in program management or data analytics. Um, just in terms of what you do, I mean, I know you've had a ton of education to try to get there, but we're trying to shortcut that because of the cost and time and everything, but program manager, you know, that's a huge skill to have for young leaders, right? And there's no like major in program management, right? So could you just talk a little bit about why that skill would be important no matter where you're going? I think it's the ability to acquire information and synthesize that for an audience. That might be an executive audience. In my case, that could be physician leaders, administrative leaders. Uh, that might be frontline staff, nurses, uh, physician uh, assistants, other clinical staff. Uh, the ability to synthesize information, summarize key findings, and present that to the audience. That's something that I'm always going to be using throughout the rest of my career. And I wish I had learned those skills much sooner uh, in my life, back to high school, back to undergraduate. And I, I think the, the more comfortable that students and early careerists are with extracting findings, some points from large sets of data, that's going to take them way, way far into their careers uh, because uh, that's a skill that's always going to be in demand. And... I think it's also in alignment with how the industry is changing with more artificial intelligence, with big data, um, with the details in, out there that are in the, in the data themselves. Uh, if, if we can really develop a system where our students can extract that and confidently present that to an audience, whether that's their peers, their teachers, uh, mentors, then we're going to set up Orange County for, for success for years and years to come. And I think we're, we're on the right track. Well, that's quite an um, aspirational statement. And um, that's a, it's a good way to sort of um, end our interview. I told you it was going to go by fast. It's already 22 minutes here. So um, are there any final words that you have for our audience as they prepare for this world of work and world of college and beyond? My advice to, to anyone listening is to, to always be curious. I think that's something that I picked up uh, throughout my education is anytime I have a question, um, I should be okay in, in asking that those questions. It's my pursuit of knowledge that has gotten me to, to where I am today. 
and with the work that you're you've done, Mr. Matuda, with the rest of the, the school district, you've successfully granted the students the ability to access all of this information, whether that is through Google, that is through Kaiser, or through all of the other partnerships. And if there's something curious uh, that you would like to learn more about, I'd say go ahead and ask. And whether you don't get whether you get the answer right away or you don't. It's always that journey of acquiring new knowledge and, and learning new things, new skills, new perspectives uh, that will carry you forward uh, for the rest of your life. Wow, sense of curiosity. I love it. And then uh, we're so blessed to have young leaders like yourself who are paying it forward for our 29,000 students and their families. So on behalf of them, on behalf of our board and our entire staff, we're very, very grateful to you and the 40 other young people who are paying it forward in the AUHSD. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mr. Matuda. I appreciate the time.